0: Hello, welcome to Amherst Island Radio's new arts program, Studio Stories. I'm your host, Lynn Wyminga, and I'll be taking you on a tour of sorts. Every other week we'll visit a different studio and talk to island and area artists and artisans about what they do, how they do it, why they do it, and more, and hopefully gain a little insight and inspiration along the way. We'll update cjai.ca slash studio stories with images of or links to our guests' work and sites, and we'll see if they let me take a photo of them in their studio to share. For this inaugural episode, I thought it fitting to visit a longtime islander, so I headed over to the second concession and toured the art-filled home of Shirley Miller. We sat in her light-filled studio, surrounded by paintings, photo albums, art supplies, and portable easels for friends to work at, and had a chat. Be sure to check out cjai.ca/slash studio stories for information and a look at two of the paintings we discuss in the show. Hey Shirley, how are you? I'm good. Good. For those who don't know Shirley, although I'm sure there's not too many out
1: there, um, what do you do? Tell us about your work. Well, I like to uh, draw, I like to paint, and in 1989 I started helping friends um, with their paintings and drawings and um, I think because I didn't start to teach them anything I learned a lot. So everybody comes when they can, pay as they go and they work on their own things and I help them with them. Sometimes I do a little um, beginning exercise just to see where they are and what they need and so on. That's mostly what I do. I do some commissions and um, do some fun things and I've Shirley has just walked me through her
0: home with uh, various types of art, including wood sculpture and ink drawings. and do you have a one medium that that draws you more than another,
1: or do you go back and forth and experiment and play? Well, I go back and forth some subjects sort of dictate what you're going to, what medium works best for what you want to work on. I just, I just like it all, I guess.
0: And tell us about how this
1: started. How did you become an artist and a helper? Well, I could always draw and I always did a lot of needlework, needle points and different things. And in the early 70s, uh, David Wick came here and taught a night school course in watercolors. And that's the first time I'd ever seen watercolors, real real brushes, real paint, and real paper. And I I just was in love with it from then on. And he was a really kind of an eccentric man, but he'd studied every, everywhere. So he would, you know, he'd stay on the last boat if he had to, to make sure you you got what you needed out of the class. And, and um, he, he was amazing. Yeah. And, and so he actually came to the island mm-hmm. and did this? Yeah, yeah. people were having night school classes all over the place, but the island didn't have any, so <laughs> that's what we got. And um, I think he came for about three different groups of, of classes. And I stuck with watercolors for a long time, and pretty much everything you need to know you can learn in watercolors, like color mixing, different techniques, but also, you don't have the problem of oh, where did did I leave the cap off the? Do I have to get you it know? Right, right. <laughs> There's a lot of anxiety with oils and acrylics that, that I enjoy now, but uh, I didn't at first. So I had my first show in 1979, and I just felt like Cinderella because we pretty well sold out, and um, and then I had another one that was here on the island. Then we had another one. Um, in Kingston at Glebe Studio, he was framing for me then, and and that went really really well, but then he started talking about okay next year we'll do this and we'll do this and we can up your prices by that and that and I thought oh dear <laughs> <laughs> what if I what if I can't keep up with that or what if it spoils it or what you know because I I garden I. I do all kinds of things that I I really love to do, so I didn't want to be trying to crank out something that I wasn't happy with. And,
0: right.
1: Yeah. And Molly had a show for me out at the lodge, and that we brought back some some of the pieces, and uh, that was very nice.
0: And this show in Kingston, were you still you know raising kids and
1: Oh yeah, and that busy was, that was was farm. That was probably about that was probably about in the eighties somewhere, yeah, Now we didn't quit farming until ninety nine right yeah,
0: yeah, so you were busy as well, and you, yeah, that's yeah. a big commitment yeah. too yeah.
1: and um and now i I really the classes keep me going too, you know they they have a question, and that makes me think of something, and then I get started thinking about that, and then I wonder about maybe I should try this and <laughs> You know, that's great. Well, in fact, that that what I showed you in there, putting the weeds on the canvas. Yeah. <clears throat> one of the gals was here one day, and she was trying to attach a a, a tulip or something to a picture she was doing, and uh, I thought, hmm, <laughs> there must be a way to do that. There must be. <clears throat> <clears throat> and then uh, we went for a walk, my grandson and I, and there were all these beautiful oak leaves falling down. So I picked up a bunch of those and I brought them home and I pressed them and then I came across the picture, a fall picture that I really liked. So I modge podged them onto the canvas and then painted it all, or jesseled it all white and painted over top of it. And it, it creates a, an, a, an unusual effect in that depending where the light's coming from, what you see. Right. You know, so and the texture is
0: interesting. Yeah. And uh, what did you use to, what kind of paint did you use over top?
1: Acrylic. Acrylic. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, so you go back and forth. I see we're sitting in Shirley's studio and she's uh, she's working on a watercolor now. So when she was talking about
1: how you first learned watercolor, you certainly go back to it. Yeah, uh, it's I was fortunate that I didn't have to make a living at it. Right. You know, I yes. think that's that's a hard road to hold to get up every day and have to come up with something and every piece of paper has to turn into something. It's a lot of pressure that I'm too lazy to <laughs> commit
0: to, I guess. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about why you paint? What
1: inspires your work? Well, I'm a really good photographer. I've, I've learned to compose with my camera. I don't know, some, usually it's something somebody will say or... Uh, like, I have millions of photographs. I've got albums all over the place of photographs. And I I look through them every now and again and... What would have seemed impossible at one stage all of a sudden is, is totally more interesting because you're at a different stage in, in your ability and, and uh, interest, I guess. For a long time, I, I didn't do anything in the commission line. I, I called them requests, and if I could get excited about the request, it would happen, and if I didn't get excited about it, it didn't happen. There was one time, though, when the wash machine broke, and I really, <laughs> I really had to <laughs> think hard about, <laughs> okay, I can do this. <laughs> I will get excited about this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was fun.
0: Before the interview, what Shirley was saying was if she can't get excited about the work,
1: then... How would anybody else get excited about it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I agree. And not everybody does. Like, um, I come from the North Country, and I've done paintings from back there that people don't don't really see unless it's somebody who's been back there. Because we don't have dead cedars here. We don't have forests of uh, spruce, and we don't have those black pools of water that that reflect so beautifully, and water lilies growing everywhere. Um, so do you think people want to make a connection with what they're... Well, uh, what I'm saying is that not everybody makes connection with everything. Right. Yeah. Right. So, And yeah. where in the north are you from? Denby. It's Ashby, Denby, Effingham, Amateur, Anglesey, Calendar, it's in the top of Lennox and Addington County. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I started at the top and worked my way right. down. Right. All the way to the... All, all the way to right. south. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're sitting in your studio, but no one else can see it, obviously. Uh, tell us a little bit about your studio, mm-hmm. where you work.
1: Well, I've always, um, if you ask Keith, took over the whole house whenever I did anything. <laughs> but, well, uh, my daughter, who has a lot of my paintings, she wanted another exit out of the house because there's just a there's the front door and back, but they're opposite one another. So she says, you've got to have another way of getting out of the house if there was a fire. And then it grew into this. And so it's twelve by twelve. It's as as big as we we could have it because of well and septic tank and different things. But it's nice because I can come here and shut the doors and it's quiet and natural light on three three sides. Yeah, it's, it's great. It, it, south light isn't ideal because um, it's it can be a little bit too, too bright. But yeah. uh, my orchids like it in the wintertime. <laughs>
0: Yes, they do. They're very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful space. Very warm and bright, and it looks. What
1: just happened?
0: Yeah, well used, which is which is inspiring. Don't know if I if you want to hear
1: the story about my my desk here. Your work table. My work table. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is how Keith and I work together. When I just had I had the spare room there, that was kind of an office and everything, and. Um, and Alan, our grandson, spent a lot of time here, but there wasn't room in there for a single bed. So Keith built, built a bed that would fit in there, and then we made a mattress for it, and so on. But when I was moving in here, and he could have the spare bedroom, I didn't want to throw away this. So I had him put a, a hinge top on it. So I've got all kinds of stuff stored in, in there. <laughs> and uh, so this is the old uh, this is the, child's bed. This is the bed he made for. For Alan. For Alan, and That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's very cooperative. I think up crazy ideas, and he usually helps me through them.
0: <laughs> that's excellent. That's, uh, that's a good way to work together. I uh, I have the same sort of thing with yeah. my husband.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you need to both be pulling the same direction, I think, most of the time. that uh, It helps.
0: Yeah. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Studio Stories is brought to you by Lynn's Lids, handmade hats and fiber art. Lynn's Lids are hand-knit with merino wool, then shrunk down to a thick, durable, warm, windproof and waterproof felt. They come in a variety of styles for women, and a few for men as well, and will keep you warm and dry for years to come. Also available for the home are tea and coffee cozies and whimsical needle-felted ornaments. Find us online at linslids.com, that's L-Y-N-N-S-L-I-D-S, and on social media at, at Lynn's Lids. The studio is open by appointment. Drop an email to lynn'slids at gmail.com or call or text 343 989 1550. Now, back to our program. If you're just joining us here on Amherst Island Radio, this is Studio Stories, and I'm your host, Lynn Wyminga. This week, we are talking to a longtime Islander, artist, and teacher, or helper as she calls herself, Shirley Miller. Can you tell us a little bit about your
1: process, how you work? I I like detail. I always liked Andrew Wyeth's paintings. Do you know Andrew Wyeth? He's an American, yes. but his work was very, very detailed. Like, it, it was amazing. And then uh, uh, Daniel Fowler, when I started, when I got a book of Daniel Fowler's paintings, it impressed me that even though everything had changed it felt right, you know, the shorelines change, different things change. And uh, so I I always wanted to paint so that it felt right, like it was comfortable. A lot of times I started with, I wonder how I would do that. I remember one, I used to drive school bus and that's where I got a lot of really good uh, photographs because you're around the island twice a day at the perfect time for photographs. Right. And I remember one day coming along, the sky was yellow and blue. And I thought, how on earth could you paint a sky like that without having the green go between them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I played around with that, and I discovered if you put a little bit of pink in the yellow and a little bit of pink in the blue, where the two of them come together, it grays more than it greens. <laughs> so well, That's you know. interesting. <laughs> that and a bit my... of a triumph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that turned into... That was quite a. That was quite a nice painting. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I just like to record something that's disappearing. One I did of uh, Marion and Marshall Glenn and Eldon Willard had a garden on the third concession, and I don't know if you've noticed the old barns there that are that are going all to pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to record them because they were Marshall always kept them up, and they were beautifully silver and white and so on. And so I did the barns, but I put uh, Marion and Marshall and Eldon in the picture in their turnip patch. And when I showed Marion the painting, she says, you even put in my turnip knife. <laughs> because she was holding a knife in her hand.
0: It's all about the details. It's, it's interesting.
1: <laughs> that one, I, I love Upper Canada Village, but I did a painting for them after their bateau sunk. And there was a, uh, Philip Julesk lived here on the island and he designed boats. And um, they asked him to uh, design a, a, a new boat for their canal. And then they wanted somebody to do a painting of what the boat would look like in the canal. Well, I had no idea what this bo- boat's going to look like from the plans. So another fellow, Fred Worthman, that lived here on the island, he was an artist in the boat builder too. Boat, Don't know if he built them or just... Sail them, but so he did a sketch and showed me what it would look like with the, with the uh, sails up and everything, and the and also the man on the bank with the horse towing it, and because they wanted to, they wanted to get public money, you know, they wanted to show this and get people to sponsor it, and I put in the painting because I'd been there with school trips and so on, I put the people from the village in the boat, and uh, that was fun.
0: Yeah, it's great how you add the details that you want to
1: be there. <laughs> you got to look after your own sense of well-being, I guess, you know. Right, absolutely. I think the biggest, probably the biggest joy for me is all the friends I've made through doing this. I used to do it for Loyalist College, the week-long sessions and so on. I didn't enjoy that very much because you probably get about eight to ten people who... I want to know what you know all, all at the same time, and you, you're trying to work on them all, doing the same thing. Well, then somebody says, "Oh, I shouldn't be here. I'm not as good as she is," and it was too much competition. Or mm. so when we when I started helping my friends, why uh, this one's painting that, and this one, that one's working, in Judy's working in uh, pastels, and some of them are working in the colored pencils, and some are in acrylic, and some are in watercolors and... Everyone's uh, doing their own thing. Doing their own thing, their own subject. So if they have questions, then I try to help them solve the problems and discuss subjects. Like, um, a favorite subject is, one is, am I done yet? And the other (laughs) one is, can I paint this? And that's when I realized that not everything necessarily is in a picture when you look at it. The one gal that sticks in my mind she said, "Can I paint this and there was there was there was a lake and part of a dock, and I said why why do you want to paint it? Well, that's the last time we were all together while Grandma was still alive. Grandma mm-hmm. wasn't in the picture; there was no picnic in the picture there was nothing in the picture that was in her her head, you know, and that's true when you talk about to people who who might ask me to to paint something. I like to know why they why they want it what's in their memory that I might not be able to see. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. What am I missing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Almost. Well, people don't see very well. Mostly we see with our memory. Mm -hmm. And it's, somebody told me years ago, you, if you're going to be an artist, you have to learn to see. I thought, oh, I see pretty good. But if you take, if you lose your concentration and let your memory take over, it knows snow's weight and grass is green and so on, but there's so many other colors that are liable to be there that you just you don't look at. And people look at photographs and say, "Oh, that's a picture of Grandma." Okay, but what's behind Grandma? Sometimes that's more interesting. It, to me, what's in the background than just what you see. Right. Yeah.
0: That's that. Uh, that's interesting. I never thought about that, but it. But now that I think about the art that I've bought for myself, it's usually. A reminder of a place
1: and mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. there has to be something in yeah. it and I like it, I like something beyond the wow factor, you know oh yes. wow, if that's all there is but if you find little things that you weren't expecting and it needs to be more than just wow, right? I think yeah. the wow might wear
0: off do you uh, always like to, to hear about how people work and like whether you have a routine or do you just work when you're inspired to are there golden hours for you where you work better
1: in the day? It's really nice if you have nothing else on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get days like that. It is. You're waiting for a phone call or you've got to go to town or you've got to make an appointment. Or <laughs> Someone's coming over Someone's to interview. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it if, if I'm worrying about something. or. And the fellow that, that uh, took art classes from me said, you know, if you sit in front of that thing... For two hours, you're going to do something, yeah. And he is right. But sometimes you think, like, what am I going to do? And you do something, and then I go, oh, that wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm too particular. I don't know. I just. But yeah, it
0: sounds like you need a blank slate on the on the easel, but also upstairs, upstairs, right? right?
1: And yeah, and, you, yeah. In, and in your and schedule upstairs. as well. Yeah. 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 I don't paint nearly as much now as I used to, yeah. for sure. But. um It's started to come up with good ideas, too, you know. The island, well, I go back to the school bus, there was just so much different then, like the dead elms. The countryside was full of these white skeletons. And because the cattle were in the fields, there were little or no hedgerows. I mean, I could look from our place and see who was parked in three doors up the road. In their, in their driveway. Now you can't even see the next door neighbor. Right. You know we, we farmed on the third and um, it just changes changes yeah. drastically over time. But I loved the old houses and the island was kind of um, a slower place. I, I, I always uh, people called it quaint I guess. It, it was a community of people who were all trying to do the best they could with what they had, you know, and they... It was the first time I ever lived uh, anywhere where I felt totally welcome, you know? Of course, when you come across the boat, it isn't long for everybody knows your name, and yeah. so they talk to you like they know you. <laughs> and that was uh, that was different than living in Toronto, for sure. Yeah. But my dad was a carpenter, and mum at night, We'd all go wherever he was working, he might be putting up rock or doing whatever and she'd be helping him. And my dad would draw pictures on, on the wall, and I would draw, and he would draw, and I would draw. So I could always draw perspective, but I didn't know what it was. Right. You know, I always knew how to do it, and but then when I started trying to explain to people what it was, <laughs> that's a whole different <laughs> Ball game it took me a while to figure that one out but just have fun that's all I
0: have I, fun yeah there you go Yeah. excellent um i think actually oh yeah we're out of time so i would like to end with is there anywhere where people can find your work on oh, right here or, yeah
1: <laughs> right here sometimes i put pieces up on my facebook page uh, and what's your what is your facebook page well i i have one um, Amherst Island, Looking Back. Okay, yeah. And one, this grandma from the island shares. One was supposed to be for, to tell stories to my grandchildren, but I don't know that they'll, <laughs> they'll ever pay any attention. But, you know, it, I would love to go back and talk to my great-grandmothers. Yeah. But you can't, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, And you can't even imagine what their lives were. Yeah. So... Um, if they want to ask me questions, I hope I answer them before they need to ask them right
0: well and yeah. and if yeah. you have these pages, then they're there now, right? They can go yeah. back to them in t-
1: ten or twenty years. Some things i I do write through with the Microsoft Word to record them. but I like as I say, I have so many wonderful pictures of of the old people here doing stuff just I was thinking I was thinking in this kind of weather. People used to kill a pig in the fall, and and it hung in the tree, mm-hmm. and then you, you cut some off of it, and that's what you, that's what you ate. And then if it that got really mild, then you got when it really got mild, you had to mix up a barrel of salt brine, salty enough to float an egg, and cut the pork up and put it in it to keep it, you know. And can you imagine us thinking of doing that today? Gee, yeah. It was. That's great.
0: Um, okay, last question. Will you be part of the art tour this summer on the island?
1: Well, I would hope A to be. A studio tour? I would hope to be. Uh, I usually invite my class to um, put up things that they have, too. Um, it's, it takes some practice to get up nerve enough to show your work to other people. and yeah. to, Joan Martin... Joan Martin and I met at the first watercolor class when I when I was taking classes, and uh, she still comes most Fridays. Eleanor Truman has come; she's come pretty much since '90. You know, I don't know, dear. They would be gone from the island. Peter was a global newsman, but uh, and he got the Order of Canada, so here we are giving her the Order of Amherst Island.
0: <laughs> That's great. <laughs>
1: That's great. I feel like if you're meeting weekly,
0: it must be a nice community, art oh, community. <clears throat>
1: oh, yeah. Uh, you get to be... Um, we have tea, and and sometimes we commiserate with somebody who's having troubles, and and, you know, it's just a... It's kind of a... We don't have any men right now, although I have had over the years, but it's kind of a sisterhood maybe, I don't you know. We worry about one another mm-hmm. and enjoy one another's successes and encourage one another, and uh, and they get me fired up because, you know, because I, I, might, I might walk away from here and not get back for a month, except I know I'm going to be back here <laughs> every, every once in a while. They'll be excited to see that I'm working in watercolors again because I haven't done anything in watercolors for a bit. Right.
0: Excellent. All right, well, thanks, Shirley. Thanks for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. It It was nice talking to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. This has been Studio Stories, and we've been talking to islander, artist, and teacher Shirley Miller. Go to our program page at cjai.ca slash stories to check out a couple of the paintings we discussed and for artist information. And be sure to come for a visit to Shirley's studio during the July 2018 Island Art Tour. Tune in next time when we visit the studio of Mayo Underwood and talk about playing with clay.